We've been looking at one verse all through January. You would think there was more in the Bible, wouldn't you? Uh, and using that as a foundation for us. 1 Peter 2, verse 5. I hope you're not tired of it yet. It says this, And you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. I love that. To be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. I want to talk today a little bit about the whole concept of spiritual sacrifices. Uh, you know, the idea of sacrifice is not really that well preached about in our uh, go-getting society and even churches today. You know, there's a tricky balance, isn't there, between this idea of receiving the abundant promises of God and an unrealistic view, or should I say even an unspiritual view, that God's going to give you absolutely everything you ask for. The kind of, I want it all culture. You know, Jesus promised abundant life. But what I think he meant was, is to have the strength you need in all the types of life that will come at us, that every, in every situation that he will strengthen us and he will be with us. I'm not sure that when Jesus said you can have abundant life, that it meant that you can have absolutely everything you set your heart's desire on. In 1989, a Notting Hill resident, I believe, his name is Brian May with a group called Queen, wrote a song and they, they say, and it said, I want it all and I want it now. In fact, one of the lyrics says, got to find my future, move out of my way. I want it all, I want it now. I want to ask you something. Does life really work like that? Really? There's a commercial in the United States for a, a company called Grubhub. And they play the background music to, I want it all, I want it now. Some of you don't know this song at all because you're not from my era, okay? And uh, they play that song in the Grubhub, and uh, it, it just shows you, it says, uh, you can have any food that you want, and you know, it orders lots of different foods, but what is really evident in the commercial is it takes hundreds of people to get that food to that one person. That actually, you tap an app, and you affect somebody else's life, Teams upon teams upon teams of people. You know, the American dream is supposed to be that you can have anything you want, or that's what it's evolved into. It really started out to let's be the society where everybody gets a fair chance. I don't know whether you follow the, the charts, you know, uh, you know, the download charts or anything, but Adele is in the charts right now. I think she's number two or three. And... Uh, She's singing a song at the moment called Be Easy On Me. And it's all about the fact that when she was young, she made some choices that she perhaps shouldn't have made. And she's saying, give me a break. One of the lines says, I was a child. I had good intentions and the highest hopes. I know that probably doesn't show. But life just doesn't flow for everybody the same way. And I wonder whether you have begun to think, well, how does life work? How does it like work? When we look at the Bible, and sometimes 
even us, even though we really believe the Bible, we, we kind of think it's a little bit outmoded or something. But we have to take into account that life works through an element of sacrifice. That actually, please don't sink down into your seat and think, oh no, we're just going to get a motivational pep talk this morning, you know. You have to understand that the idea of a sacrifice is much deeper than me saying no pain, no gain. Or, you know, I'm not inviting you to one of those Peloton adverts. Have you seen them on the TV where, you know, they're on a bike and say, you got this, yeah, come on, we can do this, we're going to make it, hoorah. I'm not going to do that today. Because if I do that again, I'm going to hurt my shoulder, by the way. Actually... That type of sacrifice is actually all, all centered around that person. It's kind of, you know, sacrifice so that you can improve you. So you get a body like mine. Don't do that. What Peter is asking for us in this verse is he's saying, make spiritual sacrifices. Sacrifices of the Spirit, by the Spirit, for spiritual results that move things in the spiritual realm. Those are the sort of sacrifices that Peter is asking us for. Things that move things in the spiritual realm. Things that the Spirit would lead you in. A really key idea of sacrifice is, I give myself my most precious self, the me. That's what I give for something that God wants or for something that should happen. That's really what sacrifice is. I give myself so that I can move something that God wants moving. I'll come back to this idea of sacrificing myself, but sacrifice is doing today what will bring you the tomorrow you're called to. Sacrifice is doing today to bring the tomorrow that you're called to. Sacrifice is foregoing the rush of the temporary or the temporary rush for the long-term race. Sacrifice is resisting the immediate desire so that you can have your true destiny. Sacrifice is really important in the way that life works for us. But it's a very important understanding of sacrifice is to understand that sacrifice also means being a substitute for people who can't do for themselves what needs to be done. It's really important, the idea of substitution in sacrifice so that we need to do some things for people to help them walk in the plans that God has for them. And of course, one of the great examples of this is Jesus to us. We could not save ourselves. We could not get to God. We could not know him. And at grace cost to himself, he stepped in and sacrificed himself so that we could get to God. He was our substitute. 1 John 4 verse 10 says it this way. This is love, not that we loved God, 
but that he loved us and sent his son as a atoning sacrifice for our sins. Life and love operate around sacrifice. That's how life works. In fact, you know if somebody really loves you, if they are willing to sacrifice for you. So if you're choosing a boyfriend and they won't sacrifice for you, don't choose them. There's a little love tip from Pastor Mark. <laughs> you know if somebody really loves you, if they will sacrifice for you. You know that your husband really loves you. He says, oh, I'm not watching Sky Sports today. I just want to watch a period drama with you. You know that's real love. Somebody who loves you sacrifices for you. You know, there are some people, even some ministers who've said, oh, we don't need a substitution kind of thought about atonement. It's cruel. It puts God as a cruel person. Who would, who would sacrifice their own son? And they make our faith sounding primitive. But the point is, sacrifice means that you love somebody. And it's not a primitive thing, it's a love thing. Why Jesus sacrificed himself for me. He paid the ultimate price for me. And that's why I know that I can say to you, Jesus loves you, this I know. But sacrifice and substitution is for what is right for people. Some of us are sacrificing because, because we think we know what's right for them. Some parents are killing themselves to give their children the life that the parents think the children should have. I've learned about my children that the best thing I could do with them is spend time with them. And that actually not to sacrifice that. Some parents are killing themselves. Actually, we sacrifice to idols. Sometimes the idols of education that actually we all want to do our best for our children. But let's make sure what our sacrifices are, are the sacrifices that God wants us to do for our families. Sacrifice is, I give myself. It costs me something. Some say, I get out of the way so God can, can use me. And that, I appreciate that sentiment, but this is what I think. I think the Bible more teaches, I remove myself from the center so that God can work through me and I partner with him. That's what real sacrifice is. That we don't place ourselves on the throne of our lives so that God can minister through us so that we can be a kingdom blessing to others. All this talk of sacrifice might seem that we're going to just leave you empty, but do you know something? When we sacrifice things for God, God actually fills us up, and we don't give to get. But he really does say that I will bless your life as you break open your life to me. I was once, Vince, once visiting a, a, an older minister. Now, please don't judge me when I tell you this story. Um, I was once visiting an older minister, and he said to me, you know, Mark, God's been so good to me. Uh, look around all this furniture. God gave it to me. And I have to say to you, that I looked at the furniture and I thought, please forgive me, don't judge me. I thought, God, could you not do any better than that? 
And sometimes the idea of sacrificing for God means that some of us think, oh, we're going to live a, a kind of life where we're living from a jumble sale. Or we're living a, a second best life. Sacrifice actually is placed in our lives so that we are enriched, so that we get deeper insight, so we're pulled into a deeper relationship with God. And that really is the idea of sacrifice. That you, God's going to ask you to lay some things down so that you can get closer to Him. In the Old Testament, you know that there were several sacrifices that were prescribed. Do it this way, do this way, and then that's how you make that sacrifice. But you might not have thought this, but in the New Testament, there are at least five prescribed sacrifices that the New Testament asked us in the new covenant to make. I'm going to talk about three of them this morning, and I'll do another two this afternoon. But they are prescribed. They are the things that you have to do all the time. Number one, the sacrifice of loving. In Ephesians 5, verses uh, 1 and 2, it says this, Follow God's example, therefore, as deeply loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Oh, it's hard to love all others, isn't it? Do you find it hard? I find it hard, or is it just me? This platform can be really lonely at times, you know. I find it hard to love absolutely everyone. I, I looked at the top three selling songs in the UK, and they're all about breaking up. Uh, you know, there's a, uh, a singer called Lauren Spencer Smith, and she says, you must have said all those things to me with your fingers crossed, because you didn't really mean them. Adele's going, be easy on me, I was just a child. And actually, there's a woman named Gail who sings a song, and she's just saying in the strongest terms, I'm breaking up with you. And I, I, was, and I agree that we shouldn't, and we're culturally today, we shouldn't stay in toxic relationships. I, I get all of that, but who's teaching us how to live and love and not just break up? Who's teaching us that? Who's teaching us Instead of saying, well, I want my rights and everything, and that's all appropriate, but who's teaching us, instead of breaking up, how can we work it through? Here's my first thing. If you want to learn to love people, you have to do it unto God first and not just them. That's how I love people. Even when people are mean to me, I say, well, I'm doing this for you, Lord, and then eventually, I'll be doing it for that person. But here's a way to start loving those awkward people in your family, those awkward people at work, and actually, some of those awkward people may be amongst us, but we're not that kind of church, are we? First of all, love them as if you were loving God, and you'll begin to find it easier to love people. Start with God and work towards people. In fact, that's really what Ephesians is saying is live your life as a fragrance to God. And even as you do that, it will overflow to people. You see, love is seeking the highest and the best for others. As you do that, you become like Christ. So first sacrifice is love people. 
It's a prescribed sacrifice. It will take something from you, but it's something you have to do every day. Secondly, the second sacrifice, you know this, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, in view of everything he's done, Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. The second sacrifice that we need to make is to be present and give our physical bodies to every situation. Have you ever been somewhere but you're not really there? Let me call you back, back into church, you know. You know, you are here, but actually your mind is somewhere else. Actually, the sacrifice of yourself and the things you do, your body and your presence, is something that God asks us to do. One of our weaknesses as Christians is is our follow-through. Or it can be. We have great intentions. And what Paul is saying here is, be present in your body. If you are somewhere, be there. If you're helping someone, really help them. Don't just do it quickly, help them. Bring your body as a living sacrifice to everywhere that you are. In our virtual world, we're redefining what present means. And, but actually, what I think it means is be fully engaged with what you're supposed to be doing. So you folks online, please just engage with us now. You folks in the building, be present in this moment. Begin to say, hey God, I'm here. I'm bringing my whole self to you. What do you want to say? It's a sacrifice for us. We love our multitasking world. We love the fact we can be in church and on Facebook at the same time. No condemnation, just saying we like doing it. What this verse is saying, bring yourself as a living sacrifice, be wholly present, bring your body, yourself, be engaged. That is true worship. Another sacrifice of our bodies is giving our time. That actually, that's something really important to us, isn't it? Your time costs you. But being a living sacrifice means that you focus fully in the present in what God is asking you to do. So right now, right in this moment, why don't you say, speak to me, Lord. I'm here for you. I'm not just doing a duty. I'm really here for you. The third sacrifice, first one is loving. Loving everybody and doing it unto the Lord first and then it will flow to others. The second sacrifice is be present. Bring your, if you're supposed to be there, be there. Bring yourself as a living sacrifice, not a dead sacrifice, not a non present sacrifice, but you're alive and you're present in that moment. But the third sacrifice that we all have to come to terms with is the sacrifice of sharing your material wealth with other people. It's a prescribed sacrifice of the New Testament. It's just as much as a fellowship offering or a peace offering in the Old Testament. Hebrews 13 verse 16 says this, And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifice 
God is pleased. It, it's really important that we live in a margin, that we don't consume everything that we've got, that we, we try and, even though our income might be tight, that we try and build a little margin in, even if it's only a pound a week. That's biblical wisdom. And, and when, we, when we sacrificially give, especially even when we give out of our margin, that we begin then to experience the suffering that other people are in. And that sacrifice, God is really pleased with. When we give and when we share with others, when we, when we tithe, when we give, when we share, when we share with others, we, we are entering into what they are going through. And God's really pleased when we do that. Sacrifice keeps us nimble and willing to follow God. I have counseled lots of people who've had a calling, and the only thing stopping them from, from going and doing what God is asking them to do is because they are trapped in a cycle of indebtedness that keeps them in the situation where they are. It's really important that we begin to say, you know what, I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to be able to be the sort of person where I've got things to share with others. And I know that's difficult, but don't be trapped. I've been eating one meal a day, and uh, although the scales, are, the scales lie, I thought I would have lost more weight by now. I don't know what Kathy's done with the scales, but they're lying. Um, but I've been eating one meal a day, and last Sunday, I decided to have my one meal uh, after church. Went the whole day, thought, right, God, we've laid it before you. So I went to a burger place. Don't judge me. It was my one meal, okay? <laughs> I went to a burger place. And at the end of the meal, the waitress bought me the wrong bill. And uh, I, it was, you know... It had a beer on there, so I knew it wasn't mine. And so I said, oh, that's not my bill. And I gave it back to the waitress. And she said, oh, sorry, it's for that table next to you. And the Lord just said to me, pay that one as well. And there's this young couple. And I just thought, you know what? Maybe they're struggling. I don't know. I don't know. So I paid for their meal, paid for my meal. I haven't even told you this, Kathy. I paid for their meal. So... <laughs> Confession's good for the soul, isn't it? I pay for their meal, pay for my meal. But you know, I just noticed that all the waitresses gathered around and said, Oh, you see that man there? Oh, what a lovely old man he is. Oh, he's just paid for their summer. Oh, oh, we're paying it forward, we're paying it forward. Oh, what a great thing, what a lovely thing. I'm going to, and the waitress came to me and said, You know what? I'm going to do that. If you'll be generous, it will spill over to other people. It will. The sacrifice of sharing with other people is really important. These are prescribed sacrifices. These aren't just whim things. These are things that you have to plan in. You have to plan to love people. You have to plan to bring your body and say, I'm here, I am totally for this. You have to plan to share with others. You see, we've got to start living sacrificially rather than just making a few grand gestures or making a few sacrifices. As we walk with God and our fragrance is in God, 
and we begin to live sacrificially, then he begins to bring us closer to him. We begin to grow in our knowledge of him. We begin to be sacrificial rather than make a few sacrifices. Would you stand with me, please, just for a moment? You see, I want to ask you, rather than making a few grand gestures and, you know, doing a few things for people, I wonder if you could start thinking, well, how can I be sacrificial? The way to be sacrificial is, first of all, build an altar in your life. Come on, lift your hand with me. Build an altar in your life. And what I mean by that is, have a place that you keep going back to where you surrender. You remember Jacob, he, you know, he'd fallen out with Esau and then he made it up and he, he says he went back to Bethel and built an altar there. And, and Katie, I wonder if, if you could be the sort of person where you say, I'm building an altar in my life, a place where I go back to and surrender it all. I wonder this morning... I've talked to you about a subject that I believe not many churches will ever talk to you about. That is making sacrifices. There are a lot of churches that will talk to you about how to be successful, how to be abundant, how to press in, how to get breakthrough. But if you want to get closer, you've got to build an altar and put some things there. And I believe our destiny is to be closer. So I wonder if you need to put something on the altar. Put someone on the altar. If you want to be a sacrificial person, you've got to build an altar in your life. If you want to be a sacrificial person, you've got to ask yourself, how is your life benefiting those you are called to? Really, how does your life benefit those you are called to? Who gets the blessing out of your life? Or is it all me? Is it all about my breakthrough? When are we going to sacrifice for somebody else's breakthrough? When are we going to share something so that somebody else gets release? And maybe if you're going to be a sacrificial person, maybe we could ask, if I do this, does it create the tomorrow that I'm called to live in? See, that's to be sacrificial. If you want to create the tomorrow that you're called to live in, what do you need to put on the altar today? Now, this all sounds a little bit serious. I understand that. But walking with God is a joy. Walking with God is a relationship. Walking with God is... God will say, hey, put that down on the altar. And you'll go, really, Lord? He'll say, really? And you'll put it down and joy floods your heart. So let's be some people who say, you know what? Life works when we sacrifice.
Come on, lift your hands with me and just give him the sacrifice of praise right now. We're going to talk about that this afternoon. God, we just praise you. We're here this moment. We're bringing our worship as a living sacrifice. Our bodies are here. We are with you.